Hello and welcome to Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host, Jason Hull, and back with me again this week, my very special guest and compadre, Clay Dodson. What am I, guest status now? <laughs> no, I'd said on last week's episode that I was going to have a special guest, because yeah. blah, 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 and then I all that kind of fell apart on us, and so I just thought I'd call you my special guest so I could keep my... Uh uh-huh. thing going, yeah. Keep walking it back. Yeah. Walking yeah. it back. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You're like the hardest man hardest working man in, in Jamestown. I mean, the thing is most people when they do podcasts, they take time off for like, you know, holidays. You're like, no, no, no. Gotta gotta power through Labor Day. Well, I really wanted to record yesterday, but we got back late. It rained all day and so like packing up and stuff from the campsite was terrible. And we got back here, and I thought I was still going to be able to. Uh, and then about 8 o'clock, Ella Kate started talking about her stomach hurting. And she kept, she was doubled over crying, basically. And she went upstairs and laid down. And Claire uh, come down a few minutes later and said she threw up. And she had a temperature of 100.2. Oh. And I was like, oh, crap. And I was like. Of course, the first thing that goes through your mind is, you know, COVID. Corona. Yeah, yeah. COVID, first thing. And I was like, oh, man, this is terrible. Uh, but turns out after she threw up, her temperature dropped back down to 96, and she's fine. So we're good. But well, I, I wasn't even talking about this past week. I mean, I was talking about like Labor Day weekend. I was, I was glad that you were able to get Josh to record with you. I mean, I was at, I was at a yeah, oh, cookout yeah, on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. I'm just saying, if it was like Christmas, you'd be like, listen, Clay, I need you to get away from your family. I need you to record this damn podcast with me. Well, I'm going to get a special guest. It all depends on what day Christmas falls on. If it if it falls on recording day, you are gonna be like, sir, I need I need you to know if you have got some time. We're gonna do a two hour podcast. I'm like, God damn, Jason, uh, we got families, man. Well, I, well, whatever. But uh, no, I was glad Josh will get on there. It's always nice just to to have that week off. I guess. I mean, I, I ended up playing rock band uh, with a bunch of my pals uh, that night. And we had the full fledged two wireless guitars, wireless drums, and we had people singing. It, dude, it was nice. It was glad to go back to rock band and have, dude, I've got like 489 songs. Yeah. So they've changed it up a bit. I've, I've got the, I had a rock band four copy in a, a wireless guitar that I purchased a while back. Actually, I think Brian purchased it, Brian George. But so when I stayed at his house for a week, uh, you know, he had had the instruments kept at his house. And he hadn't gotten them out in like years. <laughs> I mean, they were all like dusty and everything. Yeah. But it had a copy of the expand, the Rivals expansion, which I guess adds so. like the yeah. Yeah, I liked how it yeah. reminds you, like in mid game, that you know you've beaten your friend's high score. Which, by the way, I beat several of your high scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's been a uh, long time, but I, I enjoyed it. It was good times. Yeah, I, I don't know how I was able to do it though, because dude, I still can't play some of those songs anymore on expert on yeah. guitar. It was just God, man, you my know, fingers felt like spaghetti. Some some of them come right back to you, depending on the song. You know how it is. Yes, some of them it's just like the whole time, and you're just like, oh my god. And the ones that normally I would mess up the worst are some of my favorite songs, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, can't play this anymore. So I haven't played it in a long time myself. Well, I can't wait for our Thanksgiving episode. You know, I know Thanksgiving's on a Thursday, but you're still going to be like, listen, we need to record three podcasts on this no, day. No, no. We record on Sundays. Actually, I've been, <laughs> I've been, uh, actually been trying to line up some uh, 
guests and stuff and uh, get a couple in the can here and there so that we can have some, uh, you know, downtime, that kind of thing. Uh, I like to keep us on track, but at the same time, it just it's really tough to record all the time. Well, I was thinking, uh, like I texted you last week, it, last week, and I know we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff. Last week actually felt like almost a, ret- a return to normalcy, didn't it? Like, yeah, there's so much news dropping left and right. So much news dropping, just this and that was going on. There's new it shows. Felt, oh, my new goodness. Shows. goodness. Yeah. It hmm. felt like return to normalcy. But other than that, man, uh, yeah, I missed you. Uh, I haven't talked to you in about a week. I mean, I've, besides the occasional text here and there, but um, yeah, it's well, uh, good. Been interesting, uh, Clay. I uh. Hey Shelby, what are you doing? Look at this. All right, go ahead. My bad. Uh, I mentioned. It. They're gonna keep do, doing that. Aren't do they? they want me to talk or not? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is his segment. You cannot talk right now. Uh. I mentioned last week to Josh that um, I started watching Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Have you watched any of it? No, I've not been. A, I'm I'm not a big Karate Kid fan. Listen, dude. Listen, you don't have to be a big Karate Kid fan to watch this. But um, I've watched the entire. It's it, it's only ten episodes, I think. But I watched all the first season. I'm almost done with the second season, and oh my gosh, it's so good. It's uh, it's taken over my. Uh, my watching, my my priority watching uh, from Lovecraft Country, actually. Wow. Uh, and the boys, both. Uh, it's freaking awesome, dude. I'm telling you, you don't have to be a huge fan of the Karate Kid, but if you if it, it mainly centers around the first Karate Kid, all the callbacks and stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, there was a couple from two, and then they pull in some season or season, uh, the third one. In the second season, some I'm not gonna give any spoilers away, even though both these seasons have been out for a long time because season three comes out sometime next year. But uh, <clears throat> I'm telling you, dude, it's so freaking good. Uh, it gives me the like I said last week. I think the '80s nostalgia feels. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's good stuff. I'm really digging it. It's way it's way better than it has any right to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. you know. If you grew up in the 80s and these nostalgia uh, callbacks and stuff that you get quite a bit uh, n- nowadays, it seems. But like this one, uh, it, it does it. It's not saying much when it does the source material justice because <laughs> we're yeah. talking about the Karate Kid. But like uh, it does. It's, it's good stuff. I'm really impressed with it and looking forward to the next season. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you guys like it. And, and I've, I've seen other people on Twitter that uh, I follow. I've started watching it and they've enjoyed it, but I just, like the, I, said, I just uh, don't care for it. The the good thing is, um, it's only thirty minute episodes, which is a nice uh, nice takeaway after like all these hour long episodic uh, seasons and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Don't get me wrong. I I love my weekly hour, even though I'm now two episodes behind. But my weekly hour of Lovecraft Country. Um, uh, there's not it, there's not much better than that other than Cobra Kai. I realize they're two different things, but um, man, it's just nice being able to sit down and I can binge it and ben- and you know get multiple episodes in a night instead of like if I watch Love- Lovecraft Country, I'm probably going to get to watch one episode a night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, I get at least two in, sometimes three, depending on how 
how the kiddos are acting at the time. We're what four episodes in on uh, Lovecraft Country? There's Excuse me, Lovecraft five, Country. Five dropped last night. Uh, oh, five. I made it through three. Have, how far have you made it? Oh, I'm through all five. I all right. What did you Sunday. think? What? Okay, without giving away, I'm going to ask you something. But um, what do you think so far? Getting better I'm, as it goes. I, just, I don't even think it's it's great. Yeah. There's no. I mean. I, it's kind of hard. I, I'm always amazed by how each episode continues to outdo the next so episode. Here, okay, I've I've watched three, and you know the first two episodes were basically one story arc in this overarching story, right? And then you know three goes in. We talked about this last week, but I did not get to talk about it with you, so I'm going to talk about it now. Um, so three is a standalone story within this overarching story that still hits some of that overarching stuff, but it's basically a standalone. It's kind of like a standalone issue of a, say X-Men, you know, where right. there's still overarching story. But anyway, so are the next two episodes more of the same or do we get more continuation of that overarching story? Uh, there's still a continuation of the overarching story, but each episode is as like its own little like self-contained. Self yeah. With a different uh, cast member. Yeah, it's it's good. Well, I'm, I'm really liking the amount of gore and horror in it as well. I, well, I told Josh last week the decapitation scene. There, were, I watched two. I watched an episode of The Boys and I watched an episode of this, and both of them had de de two of the best decapitation scenes of the week. I don't know which one was the best, but um, both of them were great. Uh, I'm usually not that big on gore anymore, but it was done right. In both of them, although the boys is just over the top, because of course we're talking about a Garth Ennis comic book that it's based oh, on. Yeah. So you know, if you've read those, you know what you're in for with that. Whereas with this, um, the, I think the third episode is for me so far. I haven't again, I haven't seen these next two. Was a the standout episode. I, I love the first two, but this one, the 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 ghost story, uh, was like it's the best episode so far that I've seen. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it's just like I said, it keeps getting better and yeah. better. And I, I, thank you, HBO, for just teaching us so much about the struggle of African Americans, yeah. wh whether it's with Watchmen or yeah. it's with this show. Yes, uh, it definitely does a great job. Just and, and first of all, it's it's putting a lot of great actors that I've really never knew about mm -hmm. in the forefront. And I'm just I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. It's it's fun. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like gross stuff, because uh, like I said, it does a great job mixing in pulp horror uh, into this, and there is a lot of gross stuff in it. But I eat it up. I'm loving yeah. it. So, yeah. but yeah, it's just like I said, it just each episode is just better than the, the previous. One. Well, speaking of uh, HBO Max, Clay, uh, tell me about Raised by Wolves. Raised by Wolves. Is that right? Is that the name yes. of it? I have not got to watch it yet. Uh, full disclosure, I keep forgetting that this come out. And you, we had talked about it in text when that whole Friday like news extravaganza was happening. There's stuff happening left and right. Uh, but uh, so tell me about this and why I should be watching it. Well, uh, so raise my walls. I don't know what the first thing is going to be. I'm going to assume it's going to be ten episodes. They've already released the first three in the first week, and then they just released episodes four and five last week so it's been out for two weeks now um it it's that dose of hard science fiction you didn't know you need mm -hmm. um 
I just know that I, I do not know who Aaron Gazakowski is. I don't. I didn't really look up his his past, but he is the executive producer. Excuse me, he is the creator of the show, and Ridley Scott uh, is the executive producer. And Ridley Scott directed the first two episodes, and you can just tell it's Ridley Scott all over it. But it pretty much starts with uh, uh, people on a planet. You find out these two people, named mother and father, are androids. And they are there to raise embryos, which are going to grow up to be human, you know, humans, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it goes through kind of a montage, if you will, of them raising the children. And, and I don't I don't I don't really want to spoil anything, but uh, pretty much they raise these children, and then. There's a lot of world building hinted at in this, whether, you know, it's what the androids teaching the children about atheism versus a religious sect on America that or on America on Earth that had went to war with each other. And I'm going to assume that that didn't end well for anyone because the atheists had sent androids out to raise these children. Meanwhile, uh, these people, this religious sect has created an ark with about a thousand people with children and they find the same planet and a bunch of just crazy shit goes down. But, um, I just want to leave it at that. It, okay. it, like I said, it is a good dose of hard science fiction that I didn't know that I needed. And Ridley Scott directed the first two, episodes, first two. Right? And it is just rich with it, just Ridley Scott. It felt like stuff that he wanted to kind of pull in Prometheus. I mean, he did a lot of yeah. questionable stuff in Prometheus. Yeah, we won't but, go down that rabbit hole right now. I, yeah, and like I said, it's just good. I've got to go watch episodes four and five. Okay. I showed it to my brother, who's been loving just all some of the stuff I've recommended to him, science fiction wise, and he ate it up. Okay. It's like I said, the world building's good, and, and just. Not everyone in the religious sect is who they are. They do flashbacks to the war between the religious sect and the, the atheists. And, um, yeah, go watch it. Awesome. Enjoy it. Good deal. That's one of the ones we were trying to think of that we were excited about. Uh, next up, Clay, uh, I know we're doing things a little different this week, but I'm just going to ask you. I'm going to throw some stuff out there, and I want to get your opinion on it. Um you mentioned before we started recording, you're reading, or maybe it was while we were recording, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> uh, Dune, you've been reading yeah. Dune. Uh, the new trailer dropped, or the first actual trailer dropped, I should say. Um, give me some thoughts on it. Man, it's gorgeous. And uh, it just, it's everything you kind of pictured how it would be. Like, costumes look divine, just everyone feels just from the trailers looked like they were perfectly cast in the roles. Um, and I know that there's this, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but they are splitting the first book, which the first book's about almost 800 pages into mm-hmm. two movies. So, um, they, I can't wait. I mean, she's smart. I, well, I, like once, I mean, once they announced that Dennis being weed was doing this, yeah. I was like, okay. And that's what made me read Dune finally. I never, I mean, I took forever to read Dune and I read Dune last year. And I've bought all the books, all just by Frank, nothing by his son, which I've heard are not that great. But uh, I'm on the fourth book, which is uh, God Emperor of Dune. But <laughs> I'm trying to get people to read the first book. I, it's it's a good book. I mean, it just really kind of, I guess it kind of turns some science fiction tropes a little, you know, on its head a little bit. 
But the thing is, you really get to, when you read the other books, it really just fits a really good theme, at least for the first three books, about power and how it, you know, it does. I wouldn't say it corrupts, but it's just about the rise and fall of charismatic rulers. Mm-hmm. And just imagine if you, you know, you're prescient and you knew everything pretty much. And, you know, you know that your way, you know, you're convinced that your way, you know, to save humanity is it. But in the end, I don't know. There's a lot of questionable stuff, man. It just makes you think. And so I I, I enjoy that binding kind of book. So. All right. Awesome. I I actually, full disclosure, I told you before we, uh, when we were talking, I have not got to watch the uh, trailer yet for it. Uh, I plan on it. Well, I wish you'd read the goddamn book so we can talk about it. I know, I know. <laughs> I started to read the book back in the day and um, just never, never got it's around hard. to it. Yeah, I always tell everyone that starts to read it that, like, yeah. you know, the first hundred pages is them throwing you deep in and expecting you to just keep your head above water. And once you get those hundred pages, then it just, I don't know, then all of a sudden it just moves fast. Right. So, so um, there's that. Um, uh, Clay, other than that, for me, uh, I finished, well, I didn't finish the whole thing. I'm five issues into Empire. Uh, I, I'm not sure if these six issues, six and final issues come out yet. Uh, I couldn't get four, issue four, when I went to the comic shop because it had sold out. And um, I had to find out why. I because I knew there was some kind of speculator boom going on with it. And have you heard what what happened? What happened? I mean, I know that uh, She Hulk is dead. What? Yeah. Uh, Why? So that was the big one. Uh, the Kotati took, or I think that's what they're called. Uh, they're they take Kotanks. over. Yes, that's right. Uh, took over her body, and she had already died, and they took her body, and blah blah blah. Uh, but that's rude. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of surprising. Uh, but the series overall so far, I've actually enjoyed quite a bit. Um, I feel like, though, unfortunately, this is one of those where you need to read the bazillion uh, extra tie-ins that they have in order to get the full story. Yeah, because that wasn't her death wasn't in the main series. Uh, so. I don't know. That's one of the things that kind of irks me when you have these big uh, crossover events like this is that, you know, these summer tentpole events is that they expect you to go out and read a bazillion different tie-ins. I don't want to. I want to be able to just read the source material and get the story, which, I mean, it's not that big a deal, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of annoying that um, it was not part of the main story not for the fact that i don't have that issue and so i don't you know i'm not getting that speculator money out of having three thousand copies of it when they're gonna bring her back to life yeah she's coming back i mean they've already announced the immortal she hulk one shot so there we go you know well i will tell you this um coming from or coming off your comic book here uh i did uh since i've been just you know buying my comics bi-weekly now I uh, picked up, I guess, some things that kind of really spoke to me. The new Wolverine number five came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Kubert's not on it right now. Uh, he was on it for the first three issues. But, so is uh, this the vi- vampire yes. story arc that they... So Benjamin Percy's yeah. writing it. Okay. And then uh, the art that I have, I've really been liking has been uh, this Victor Bogdanovic guy. Is, is he the one that did the art 
in the first is- issue on the on the vampire side? I think so. Okay. Yeah, that was really nice. I really enjoyed it, too. And the colors, I just looked it up with Matthew Wilson. I think the colors have been just phenomenal. I'm really enjoying it. I've got Omega Red is a vampire now and hanging out with Dracula. Mm-hmm. And I just really like that a lot. I don't know. It's just been like a fun. It, it just remind me. It just reminds me of like 90s Wolverine, like the early 90s, where it's right. always just some random shit. So uh, X-Factor number three came out. See, Leah Williams is writing that. Uh, art by David Baldion and really enjoyed it. I think the colorist was Ariel Silva. But uh, they're dealing, you know, X-Factor's main thing, for those that don't know now, is a group of people that are investigating mutant deaths. Well, to find out. Because right now, I mean, with the new status quo in the X-Men universe, you know, mutants can't die. They can be brought back to life. Mm -hmm. But if someone's dead, they have to go out and investigate and make sure they're dead because you don't want to accidentally create you know, two. bring back someone. Yeah, you have yeah. two people when you try to bring someone else back to life. So, um, but they've been in the Mojo Verse, and it's kind of more of an updated version of the Mojo Verse, where everyone's like a Twitch stream or streamer, streamer, mm-hmm. streamer, and uh, it is a Shiva on Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> Shiva was on there. She's got her own little stream channel in the Mojo Verse. It was it's pretty funny. Um, and then last but not least, uh, I mean, I picked up others, but these are it's just kind of the three yeah. that really. Um, out Ewing's newest comic with Boom Studios. We only find them when they're dead. Uh-huh. I read about this online. Um, so he's the writer. Simone DeMeo was the artist and co-colorist with uh, Marisara Miat. Uh, dude, <laughs> it, it, I, I don't know why I'm leaning into all these independents now. I just, I guess I'm just looking for something that's not always a superhero story. Uh-huh. But uh, it's pretty much set the way future of Earth. Uh, people can find nothing anymore. All their resources are tapped out, but these gigantic ass gods, like we're talking Galactus size, Jason, float out from space. <laughs> and people get on ships and harvest these dead gods for like resources, for meat, mm-hmm. for water, all kinds of crazy stuff. And the first issue is uh, pretty much sets that up. They're, uh, it's the crew that you're introduced to, and they're on this huge ass body, trying to take chunks out of its around its lips, uh, to harvest the meat, so then go back and get money from it. And I was like, this is a very interesting premise. So I can't wait for issue two. Dude, the art in it is phenomenal, and the coloring, it, it's gorgeous, man. It is so gorgeous. What's the name of it again? We only find them when they're dead. Okay. And so at the end of the first issue, they're like, oh, well, we're going to, you know what? A couple of issues from now, we're going to find our first live god. Because like I said, it's just these random dead gods mm-hmm. float in, from out of space. And people get in these ships and go and harvest their bodies for resources. Huh. So, but those are the three, those are the three that stuck up in my mind. Yeah, I'll tell you what's sticking out of my mind. The only other comic book thing, um, New Mutants, uh, not enjoying it that much right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. The storyline that just finished up uh, with the mutant in Russia or thereabouts, and the the nightmare altering stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It may have just been the art didn't really set me on fire or anything like that. But I don't know. It's just been on a kind of a downturn. I don't know. Maybe it just come out so hot with that first story arc and everything that it kind of 
and a, in a law right now, maybe. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm then not, you get back to Sunfire. Yeah. Then you get back to the cast. I'm not going. I'm not going to drop it yet, but um, you know, I'm just. It's just kind of meh. Whereas before, before it was one of the you know must reads after X Men. So we'll see. So Clay, with that, anything else you want to uh, talk about before we move into some news? So I listened to the podcast with Josh, and I saw where Josh had uh, or listened to where Josh had went to the movies, uh-huh. and I was like, "Well, Josh feels safe enough going to watch the movie at the Opera Mills IMAX. I'm going to go." So I asked one of my friends to meet up with me in Nashville Saturday, and we went and watched it. And so I'm not going to really give you a review of the movie. Uh, the movie was uh, excellent. I mean, it's all over the place because there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the reason why I like it so much is that I was just happy to be back in a movie theater watching some oh shit mo- moments from a Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. But everything was respected, you know, mass on. Um, we had probably two or three seats between the next person. You know, I was in the mall. People, I wore my mask the entire time. Uh, so yeah, I felt pretty safe and didn't really come to contact anyone else besides the person I was there with. So other than that, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a movie you're going to have to watch again. And, you know, the joke is, yeah, you're going to take a legal pad with you and a pen and pa- a pen because, yeah, anytime you're messing with timelines and shit, it's yeah. crazy. I, I did get on Reddit to see what other people thought about it. And there was a lot of lengthy stuff with people trying to explain the timelines and it made sense. But yeah, there was a lot of information mm-hmm. in that movie. So I, I, need, I don't know. I need to go watch it. Yeah, it's good. Um, I really did enjoy the soundtrack. Now I know that uh, was it Hans Zimmerman is usually the guy that's on all of Christopher Nolan movies, but this time it was uh, Ludwig Gorenson, the guy mm-hmm. that did the Mandalorian. He also yeah. did Black Panther. And dude, I really enjoyed the score. I need to check it out. Yeah, need to check it out. Everybody's talking about it, but me. So. But then I'll come back and say, I'll say the same thing, uh, pretty much, and then be like, don't want to give it away. Probably need to watch it more than once. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. So I could just come next week and say, yeah, I watched it. It was great, blah, blah, blah. Don't want to give it away. Watch it again, please. And there you go. Probably. Right. So, uh, all right, Clay, with that, let's move into uh, a bit of news for the week. Um, probably the biggest thing coming out since we last talked was uh, Microsoft. Well, it's kind of weird how all this went down. So there was a leak. Was it the night before? I think it was at 3 in the morning. Yeah. There was a leak, and the Xbox Series S, was, which had already been talked about. I mean, we've talked about it on here. But there was a leak, and it was uh, pretty much everything that was going to, that they were planning for the, for this week. So they come out and announce the Microsoft series S. Um, it's all digital. It's white with a giant fan on the side of it. Uh, probably the biggest news about this. We'll get into some specs and stuff here in a minute. Uh, it was two ninety nine retail, uh, clay, just your initial thoughts on this so far. Uh, yeah, I thought two ninety nine. That's a good price for something that I mean, not everyone has a four K TV. You know, um, if people can at least get ten eighty P, 
you know, run 60 to 120 frames per second, I think they will be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can't beat 299. I mean, that's probably one of the cheapest launch consoles. Yeah. What, since the Xbox? And I can't remember what else, you know, released for like 300 bucks. Yeah. Um, I I said when we were all texting about this, um, I was having serious thoughts about getting this right now because I don't have a 4K TV at the moment. Well, I do. But it's the most standard of 4Ks. There's no HDR or anything like that. Nothing that a Series X would take advantage of, really. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, huh, I could just get this little bad boy because I really like that white look to it. I just think it's a really nice color. Uh, it's uh, clean looking. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's where I was dealing iPhones all the time. I'm an Apple person when it comes to phones. Uh but I don't know, there's just something about its slick-looking little box. Uh, so I've gone back and forth. At the moment, I'm still leaning towards the X, but I could I could see myself just getting this S and uh, going with it. So I don't know. Um, it's, it's a tough decision. It really is. I mean, but we'll see. Because then right after that, they went ahead and announced the next day, they went ahead and announced that the Series X was going to launch alongside this one on November 10th at four ninety nine, which I think we've been calling that for a long time now. Did we? I can't remember what we had said a while ago. I think we had said $4.99. Well, no, I think we had said five ninety nine. But the price that they wanted, that we wish they would hit, was four ninety nine. I, I think, think you said five ninety nine when we predicted this. You well, know how maybe, we are. Maybe. We get competitive yeah. about our predictions. But um, so they've come in at the magic four ninety nine price point, which is I think is what everybody was hoping for. So um, it's it's exciting to finally have a launch date, which is my birthday, the day after my birthday. Seems like these launch on my birthday all the time, or you know, right around that time. I'm really disappointed that it's going to launch on Tuesday. Why would you launch it on a Friday? Uh, haven't they all launched on a Tuesday? Uh, I think. But now you know a lot of video games are starting. Well, no, a lot of video games start release. A lot of yeah, video well, games are releasing on the weekends. Well, releases are so weird now, just because you know, hey, if you'll buy the. The super special digital edition, get it three days early or a week early. Which is never worth it. Yeah, no. So, because I think, was Avengers, didn't Avengers have like a deluxe edition that you could play three days early, I believe it was, or something Mm -hmm. like that. So, (laughs) I'm just glad to have a a day and date and price for these two bad boys. Um, And plus, now they announced, you know, Game Pass is going to have EA Play. Yeah, for free. Mm-hmm. Like Game Pass just keeps getting getting better and better. I'm telling you, I realize that we are Xbox through and through. And again, by no means am I knocking PS Five or PlayStation in general, but it's hard to beat Game Pass in my eyes, especially when you add another what sixty something games to that yep. that you can play anytime. Uh, so. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting, and uh, you know, on pricing, they're doing this financing thing, which I think you save even more money doing yep. the. I can't it, it makes sense. I mean, everybody's like, "What, eight hundred bucks for two years?" I'm like, "Well, that covers Xbox Live for two years. It covers Game Pass for two years." I think I saw the- you were getting uh, Xbox Series S for like what was it, forty dollars cheaper than paying 
you know, just retail price or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. But, right. Um, you're getting. And I think good, it. I think it's interest free too. By the way, you're not yeah. paying any extra interest on it. So. Yeah. I believe you're right. So um, let's get into some differences in these two boxes real quick. Um, uh, the Verge had a real good write up on this. Do you see how much they weigh? No, the Xbox I have not Series seen... X almost weighs ten pounds. Is it that heavy? Yes. I want one just because it's that heavy, then. You know? <laughs> Man, that's that makes me think of you remember Starting when the, to treat buying your damn Xbox like it's buying a state. You remember when uh, you remember when the original Xbox come out and we were like gawking at the size of it and the weight of it at the time? Yeah. You know? Because that was a big, hefty machine along with that giant controller, the Duke controller. And it, uh, you know, everything before it hadn't really had a weight to it. I mean, they were, you know, they had weight, but not like it wasn't heavy. That thing was heavy. Now, can you imagine this refrigerator that you're going to be buying? But that's a pretty heavy. And the PlayStation 5 is taller than it. Yeah. I, you know, I've been looking at that. I, there, I don't, that design, I've soured on it more and more the more I've kind of checked both of them out. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about the way it looks. It just it's kind of off-putting. I do think that the digital one looks a lot better than the uh, disc one, though. Yeah. With that, without that big bulge in the side of it for the disc drive. So I don't know. There's just something about it. Not really. Doesn't really do it for me. Anyway, sorry. You're gonna go over the specs. But, yeah, just real quick. Some uh, specs on these two. Um, this is from the Verge. Um, so the biggest impact will, of course, be how games look. Uh, the Series X is targeted, targeting running games at 60 frames per second at a full 4K, and the Series S will instead target a lower 1440p res at 60 frames, which 1440 is not bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, we're up above 1080, but, I mean, of course, it's well, not it's gonna, 4K. It's gonna, yeah. I'm going to use this in It'll quotations upscale. in there, upscale to 4, 4K. Yeah. Yeah. Upscale is the keyword, though. Right. Um, so they say it's a big power dissimilarity similar to what we saw between Xbox One and Xbox One X. But this time, the two consoles are going to be available on day one rather than releasing years apart. Um, on the actual tech side, both have eight core CPUs, although X has a slightly higher maximum clock speed of 3.8 gigahertz rather than the 3.6 on the Series S. Both support expandable storage of one terabyte. The expansion card. I want to know how much these expansion cards are going to cost. Oh man, that's going to cost at least two hundred yeah. bucks. Which is kind of ridiculous, considering you know you can get a good SSD uh, pretty cheap nowadays. But terabyte. these are made. This was made specifically I know, for the Xbox I know. architecture. And they're going to charge you an arm and a leg for it. I hate that proprietary yeah. bullshit. Uh, both output at HDMI 2.1, and both are backwards compatible, of course, with thousands of Xbox One, Xbox 360, and original Xbox games, along with EA Play now. Both support hardware-accelerated ray tracing and uh, support Dolby High-End Atmos and Vision HDR standard backward compatible with all officially licensed Xbox One accessories and... There is no no connect support for either one of these. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, of course, the biggest difference being the uh, Series X has a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray, whereas the Series S is digital only. Uh, and the hard drive. You get a one terabyte with the 
X and you only get you only get 512 gig with the uh, S. All digital, yeah. Which means that I can probably just put Call of Duty Warzone on there and that's it. That's the joke. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the joke. Uh, RAM, uh, you get 16 gigs on the X and 10 on the S. I'm kind of surprised that there's that much of a difference. Um, uh, and obviously the S is a lot smaller than the X. When you put them side by side, you can fit like multiple. You can fit at least two S's inside of that X. Yeah, uh, it's a tiny. <laughs> I mean, it's tiny compared to that one. Uh, let me run down through here see if there's anything else. Uh, of course, both of them can. We said 60 frames per second, but both of them can. They're both uh, touted as being able to do up to 120 frames per second. Uh, and then there's the teraflops uh, that everybody's been talking about. All the teraflops have kind of uh, took a back seat. I'm trying to find the difference in the two right now. Here it is. Uh, the X does 12.15 T-flops, where the S only does four T-flops. Interesting. So that's a pretty big difference. But um, I did see where some people had uh, tested this thing. They said it was speedy and it ran really good, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I'm, again, I'm just excited to see... Uh, day and date for these things, and I'm ready for pre-orders to go live on the 22nd. So, Clay, I know which one you're getting. Was there ever any thought about, hey, maybe I should get both of these? <laughs> I like how you didn't make me choose between either or on that. You're like, just, yeah, are you going to buy both? You know, I no. know what I know which one you're going to get. I mean, I I know you. I know what TV you got, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I know you're going for the Series X. So I just wondered if there was any, like me, where I had thoughts of getting an S. I think for the first time ever, I may hold stuff, on to yeah. this Xbox, though. I may hold on to my X. It's been, I, I mean, the Series X is, pro, or not the Series X, but the Xbox One X has probably been one of my favorite consoles. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get rid of mine either, I don't think. Uh, I mean, if someone wants it for a certain price, sure. I mean, maybe, you know what I'll do? I might put a uh, SSD drive in there and yeah. then sell it. Yeah. So, I mean, I've already taken apart once with Brandon's help yeah. uh, to redo the thermal paste, and it runs like a dream since then. But uh, yeah, I can't wait, and I have been building up my Bing or my Bing, my Microsoft Rewards. I almost have enough. I think I think about I have one hundred fifty dollars I can get off mm-hmm. on the price. So all my plans are all coming together, Jason. All together. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anything else you want to say about these two boxes? No, I'm really excited, and I think what Sony's got an event this week, so yeah. I'd like to see what they're going to come up with, and you know, hopefully they'll uh, go a little more in depth about their backwards compatibility. Because, like I said, I uh, I am a, leaning towards one. So I've got a spec sheet up right now that uh, does Xbox Series X versus Series S versus PS5. Yeah. Of course, PS5, the digital and the regular are basically the same, are the same except for you know the disc drive. Uh, down under the backward compatibility, I was actually looking at this about the same time you said it. Uh, for Xbox Series S and X, it says thousands of Xbox One, Xbox 360, original Xbox games, and Xbox One accessories. Over on the PS5 end, it says overwhelming majority, in quotes, of PS4 games. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I got. That's, you know, that's, uh, I, I still don't understand. We've talked about it a lot, how you can have a, a, li- a back library. You know, PS1, PS2, 
Obviously, the PS3 is harder to deal with when it comes to doing back compatibility because that was such a the cell weird, yeah, a weird system on the inside uh, with the cell processor and all that stuff. But like you know, you've got all these games, you've got this huge backlog of games that people are dying. I mean, you, I, I don't, I have the PS4, but I only play very few games on it. But like, you know, there's people you hear it all the time that are dying to get their hands on original PS1 and PS2 games. Although, when you go back and play some of the PS1 games, they're just not that good anymore. We were there. We did that. We sat here and played that PlayStation Classic. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, there's some nostalgia in there. But, man, when you get to playing Battle Arena Toshinden again, it's not that good. I'm sorry. It's well, just... I, think, well there's... <laughs> I think that just says a lot about the game itself, though, right? Maybe, but also at the time. I mean, we we were just seeing the advent I go of back Polygon. And play Halo One every so often. Well, yeah, yeah I'm I'm talking PS One era graphics. So we're just getting into you know Polygon 3D graphics are just starting to come into play. Right. People are still trying to get a grasp on what to do, and so yeah. But I still have to go play Mario World, and I know those aren't Polygon. I mean, those are all bits, but right. I'm just saying it was a different time. Okay, Tekken, the original Tekken. Would you prefer to play the original Tekken or, okay, barring how terrible or how out there I would there, much rather Tekken play 7. the original Tekken. Tekken 7 was infuriating. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, getting through those fights and stuff. But I mean gameplays-wise. You see what I'm saying? Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot more technical. Oh, my God, uh, never mind. Let's just move on. So anyway, <laughs> oh, stop did you it, see Jason. did, did yeah. you see this rumor of a a, a third series uh, Xbox Series V or whatever the Series V with Lockhart um, codename Lockhart whatever uh, Edinburgh oh Edinburgh Lockhart was the next was a Series, series S, S one yeah, or Series uh, S so just real quick uh, there's a rumor going around somebody had captured a screenshot of a, probably of a line probably somebody photoshopped somebody's probably somebody. photoshopped but um i mean it makes sense to have a discless version of your most powerful console you know what i'm saying yeah um if this i don't think they're going to announce it now because they would have already i don't know maybe they're holding that one last you know shot across the bow with this thing but like if I could get a all digital Xbox Series V is what it's called on here, and just um, just get that, I would do that instead of getting the X with the disc drive. So, I don't have to have the disc drive. Right, I've thought about that. Mm-hmm. If they had a Series X without the disc drive, would I get it? And my answer is no. Even though I don't use the disc drive a lot, I probably use the Xbox One X drive mm-hmm. what maybe less than 20 times mm-hmm. but the well, thing i like i like the fact that i could probably pop but, in a blu-ray though that i have in my collection you just said it. you were thinking about keeping your one x right which has the 4k blu-ray player on it you but know? it's also known as not as being the best 4k blu-ray i've player never had any there. problem i've used mine not a lot but quite a bit um i've never had any problems with it myself so I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I think that if I if if the price was right, so okay, the X is four ninety nine, the S is 
<clears throat> two ninety nine. Right. So this would come in at what? Do you think they would do three ninety nine with this one? Yeah, and that's that, dude, and that's what makes me think. Like, well, the thing is though, they would have to drop that announcement this week because pre-orders go on sale next, next week. week. Mm-hmm. So that's, Sony's events what on the sixteenth? Yes, I've got it pulled up here. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Theirs is going to be on the 16th. Yes, at 4 so p.m. our time. Sony's going to have some bombs to drop. I mean, they're, of course, going to announce probably some partnerships with some studios, whatever. You know, there's, there's the uh, rumor Silent Hills uh, remake, or I don't know if it's a remake or if it's brand new mm-hmm. that might be exclusive for the PlayStation. I've heard about that. Uh, pricing, I think, is going to be interesting. I don't think, do we ever predict the PlayStation 5 price? Because we did. Now, we did. I can't remember what we did, though. Um, I think they're going to change their price, though. I don't think they can come in at five ninety nine, which is what's been the rumored price for that thing, the disc drive version. Yeah. Um, so now everyone has learned from their past mistakes. You know, Sony obviously learned from the PS3 debacle, and I, you know, and had created so much awesome goodwill with the PS4 reveal over the Xbox. You know, they dropped mm-hmm. bombs on them then, but now Xbox is in a listen. We've learned. You know, from that, because, well, they actually have competent leadership, you know, people that actually play video games. But so I, I'm just curious. So I, I think obviously the digital is going to come in a lot less. Right. So they're going to undercut that. They'll probably do what? 400, you think? Maybe 450 for the digit for the all digital. Yes. I think that the. Yeah, I think that that sounds about right, because you're looking at the PS5 now being 4.99. I think that's just about a give in. I don't see how you can go Man, with you that read all these all these idiot fanboys online that think they know how like corporate bullshit works. Like people's yeah. logic is, well, Microsoft, you know, is a bigger company than Sony. They can take the loss. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I guess. Sony, of course, they're going to make a shit ton of money off this regardless. People are going to buy PlayStation 5 they, because did, it's PlayStation 5. I did read somewhere, I can't remember what it, where the article was, but that if they go come in at four ninety nine, it will be they will be at a loss. At uh selling them at a loss at the beginning. Which at the is, beginning. They'll which be is, fine. Which is not uncommon for any game system, you know? Yeah. Really? Um so But I, this is this is what I'm thinking about, Jason. Mm-hmm. So Sony announces what what's the sixteenth? Today's the fourteenth, so it's on Wednesday, right? Yeah. Sony announces this and that, right? They announce mm. their price. Do you think Microsoft comes back and adjusts the price of No. No, I don't think you, so. You think they feel comfortable? Yeah, I think what happened unfortunately for on Microsoft's end was this leak happened because they had not planned to do this showcase until next week. So Sure. I'm sure. under I, I don't know. Again, I, I'm a dude that's sitting at my desk right now talking to one of my best friends. About the same crap we've been talking about for twenty plus years, you know. So I just this is just me being me. I think that Microsoft was ready to come in next week after Sony did their announcement. I think they knew Sony was doing something next week, and I think they were ready to come in and and fire that shot of hey, this is four ninety nine. Then we've got this at two ninety nine. Why go with PlayStation Five at five ninety nine and whatever that digital one's going to be? You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. think they were setting where they wanted to be. 
um, because after the last after the Xbox One completeness handling, and like you said, they've learned from their mistakes. They have Phil Spencer at the head, who knows games and knows what he's doing. He's and games are coming. Games are yeah. coming. But yeah. the thing is, I mean, they bought all these new studios. The acquisitions are there. But the thing is. You know, a lot of people are like, where's the proof in the pudding? Sony's advantage, of course, is they have a great stable of first-party games, and they've got things that are going to probably be coming out, you know, this year, next year. They've got a few, but, I mean, neither one of them are really, like, you know, we're not seeing, I mean, neither one of them have a lot of But what I'm I'm looking forward to them Uh coming up and saying on Wednesday, though, tell me about your backwards compatibility. I don't want to buy a PlayStation 4. And PlayStation Five. I want to be able to pop in some of these games, some of these great games I that I've ha- unfortunately not been able to play. I, I mean, think if, if you, you want to play PlayStation Four games on your PlayStation Five, you'll be okay. Yeah, I don't think you'll be going much further back than that, though. Could be wrong. And, I, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. I really, I mean, there are some things on the PS. Well, the thing is, they've made collections that are on the PS Four, like the Uncharted yeah. collection. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to go back and play some of the older like God of Wars. I don't know if I really care to play those. I, yeah. I probably will just play the remake. God of War you know, 4. Friend, yeah, God mm-hmm. of War 4, which technically, I guess, it's it's not a reboot. I know no. that. But, um, but yeah, it, it will be very interesting, though. I, I'm glad that we finally got this. Un- and I'm, I'm using this term loosely, unexpected news from Xbox. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people that work for them came out and said, oh, we didn't plan this to happen. But I don't know. I don't know how it worked out in your favor, but it did. Yeah. And I, there was a lot of positivity coming from it. Uh, all I know, I don't think they're going to, but like, uh, it would be pretty interesting if they did, um, after Sony does their stuff, say, oh, by the way, here's the Xbox Series V, which is an Xbox Series X without a disc. Oh, you guys want a digital only? You don't care Here's about this? Here's your only, okay, and yeah. it only costs three ninety nine. I mean, <laughs> my, you know, my, wow. How how crazy does that sound, though? I mean... That sounds I, great, but the thing is, though, I mean... I don't we, think it'll happen. I, it I, won't, because we would have already saw it and printed on all, like, the new controllers that are coming out. You know, I it know, said X yeah. and S. I know. But, dude, but that would be... be crazy. It'd be crazy. It would be like, oh my god! Yeah. I'll I'll tell you right now. Then we'll move on. Um, if they were to drop an all digital one at three ninety nine, that'd be the one I get. That'd be that I would I would jump on that in a heartbeat. But as of right now, I will get a Xbox. Right now, I'm leaning towards an Xbox Series X, and then purchasing me one of those slick. Watt controllers to go with it. Cause I you really, know, it would also I, be sexy if they came back and said, hey, listen, we're going to start doing that family sharing that yep. was always rumored. Yep. Because then, you know, you could share with up to, what, five of your pals? Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. Finally, Brandon would be left out in the cold. <laughs> Love you, Brandon. <laughs> well, he's technically game sharing with Shantae, Jesse's wife. So, I mean, it's me and Jesse, Shantae, Brandon, and you yep. and Josh. So, everybody's covered. Yeah. But it would be so, nice. We'll see. I mean, you know, we'll see. But uh, that's enough uh, Microsoft slash Sony talk for this week. Uh, I've got a few other just real quick things before we get out of here, Clay. Uh, news dropped, I believe it was today, of uh, the villain for Ant-Man 3. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kang the Conqueror. That's serious, man. Yeah. When, he went, if you want to get... 
Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Why get down here to this? I'm just saying, you want to perk my ears up. Like, I'm sorry, what you should say? And you're bringing up Kang the Conqueror, which is, again, an all-time great yep. villain in Avengers 4? Dude, that's good. Uh, they got Jonathan Winter. Or, I'm sorry, not Jonathan Winter. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Attached to Star, and he of Lovecraft he's the lead Country of, yeah, fame. lead on Lovecraft Country. Um, that's pretty exciting. I really like what he's doing. We won't get into that again, but uh, I really like what he's doing there. And I'm excited. I know that Ant-Man is kind of a fringe title, in my opinion, for Marvel, the MCU. But I have enjoyed both movies. I thought the second one was... Uh, I, I really enjoyed the first one, but the second one really took it to a different level. Uh, Peyton Reed's coming back to direct again. So um, pretty exciting to see where they go with this one. And it will be Ant-Man and Wasp 2, I think, is what they'd said. And not just Ant-Man 3. So, um, I don't know. That's just exciting news for me. Kang um, has some of the best time traveling stories in, you know, Avengers history. So, um, it's just, well, the thing, I mean, we still have no idea what phase was this phase four that's coming up. We have uh, no idea yeah. what it's going to bring. You have yeah. no idea. We know that Doctor Strange is going to be in the multiverse. That'll be interesting. So, yeah. yep. And then we've got Kane. Like, oh shit! I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready for this. Stu- I, I, I'm ready for this stupid COVID get a, to be done and to get back to my MCU stuff. It's been a long time since we've had an MCU movie, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, Black Widow's as of right now scheduled to come out in November, but they just pushed back Wonder Woman to Christmas. So I'm not going to be surprised. And I'm hearing, although Warner Brothers isn't releasing any numbers, that Tenet is not doing the numbers they had hoped for. It's not Okay, let me rephrase that. It's not bringing people back to the movie theaters the way they had hoped that it would. Yeah. So, um, but you also got to remember that most of your major metropolitan areas do not have their theaters open at all. So, you know, there's that. But anyway... Uh, exciting. I look forward to, uh, well, any movie I can go watch at this point, actually. Uh, but it should be good. Kang is a really interesting villain. Uh, he did a lot of his stuff with the Young Avengers was interesting. I'd forgotten that he, didn't he factor into that? It's been so long since I've read that. Uh think so right if i'm not mistaken uh somebody out there that listens could tell us if they want uh moving on though just real quick uh sticking with the comic book news uh they did another dc fandom this weekend clay i obviously did not follow it as close as the last one they did uh but they had a flash uh movie uh q a thing happening with the director and uh ezra miller who plays the flash and they're talking like this is, uh, of course, it's based on Flashpoint, and it's going to restart everything, they say. But that it does not forget the past, because obviously they're bringing in Michael Keaton Batman, Ben Affleck Batman, and they said there will, there will be a lot of DC characters in this movie. Uh, I know you're not the biggest DC fan, uh, movie-wise or comic books, uh, but I am excited for this movie, and it gets more exciting the more I hear about it. Uh Especially with Dude, him getting, new, getting with with him getting a new costume, that makes it more exciting. Yeah. 
because I cannot stand the costume that he has right now. I think it's garbage. But um, <laughs> I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Uh, it says that our movie Flash is based on Flashpoint, but it's not going to be exactly like Flashpoint. Our movie is inspired by the original comic book saga, so you're going to find a lot of surprises and new events and a lot of thrilling things that are not in the comic book. Uh, I think they could really hit a home run with this, uh, jumping around the multiverse, uh, you know, the DC multiverse, and I'm excited to see where they go with it. So. Sign me up for Flash and give me a damn good Green Lantern like yeah. TV show. You know, you know who'd be a good Green Lantern uh, at this point? Just Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes, yes. But in all seriousness, uh, you know who'd be a good one? Um, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I think that he would be an excellent one as John Stewart Green Lantern. That is John Stewart. Am I thinking right? John Stewart. Gosh, it's been so long since I've read Green Lantern. Yeah, but, it'd be John um, Stewart. Yeah, I think that would be. I think he could be an awesome Green Lantern too. I'm yeah. just really digging him, man. I don't. Do you know what else he's done besides Lovecraft Country? Because I have no idea. This is the first thing I've seen him in. No, I have no idea. Yeah, but he's just, it's like over the top good, what they're doing. And we're falling back into it. But uh, what's her name? Uh, his girlfriend. Uh, come on, why am I forgetting all of a sudden? Uh, it's Jesse Smollett's sister, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 whatever. She's really good, too. I cannot remember her name right now. It's, it's just skipping my mind. Anyway, moving on. I, we, we digress into Lovecraft Country again. Uh, okay, so Obi-Wan uh, is getting ready to start filming again, and it looks like it's just going to be one season. Journey, Smollett. Thank you, yes. yes. Uh, no, the thing is, uh, we do not need to disrespect her, because, dude, she no, is she's killing it all. No, I'm not saying it bad. I just, well, no, I'm it, just saying that's yeah. why we got to say her yeah. name. It, like, it, she, yeah, it, dude, she is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, <laughs> hey, just real quick, does it, I, I meant to ask you this before. <laughs> This is becoming the Lovecraft Country podcast. Um, has it's it made, not the Golden Girls or anything else? No, Glenn, I'm sorry. We moved on from the Golden Girls. We're now the Lovecraft Country. <laughs> wait, wait. You may have. <laughs> I've never run away, never from, the away from the Golden Girls. Blanche for life. Uh, does this make you want to go back and read that book? Sure. Yeah. All right. Just wondering. I meant to ask you, you that earlier. To. I just wanted to ask you because I meant to earlier. Anyway, let's get into a little bit of Star Wars news because we're running long and we got video games to play uh, and books to read. So, Obi-Wan Kenobi getting ready to start filming again. It looks like it's going to be a standalone season uh, with the possibility of a second season type of thing. They don't know yet. Um, are you good with just having one season of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. I don't know if you need more than that, do you? No. Depending on what they do with this. Of course, it depends on what they do with this, with the season. But, like, I would just like to see him fill the gap from when he got to Tatooine to up to the point where right before he finds Luke. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just want Ewan McGregor to be Obi-Wan again. That's, I all love he, that. that's all you need. I love that. That's all you need. I love all that. right. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, of course, we've got, we talked about last week, Mandalorian's coming out October 30th. Can't wait for that. Um, uh, we're finally getting to talk about some stuff, Clay. I'm excited, and we still haven't heard nothing about the Marvel series, though. Really? Yeah. I uh, got a bit of sad news here. Uh, they're canceled The Walking Dead, Clay. Oh, oh no. Yeah. But. Yeah. 
but like a zombie. It, like it a zombie. Continues on. Continues on. Uh, you know, I said it in the. I put something on the Facebook page about it. Um, I quit watching this about season four. I think it was after the governor stuff ended. Um, I I love the comic book. Absolutely love the comic book. I thought it was great. I, it kind of lost me. I can't remember how many issues in, but um, this just it become dull and boring. I think it become a zombie thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I'm not sad to see it go because I don't think it's been. I don't think it's been good for a long time. But that's just me. So there's that. That's it. Now I am going to end the news on an actual sad note. Uh, last week, sadly, Diana Rigg passed away at 82. Man. Um, a lot of people, I think, today know her uh, as Lady uh, Lady Tyrell from Game of Thrones. Uh, man, she was a scheming chick, and that man is good, wasn't it? She was one of the highlights yeah. of Game of Thrones. But for me, um, she'll always be the Bond girl. Um, the one that married James yeah, Bond. The only one to ever marry James Bond. And I've said and it before. Died at the same time. I've said, man, it's such a sad story, dude. I love yeah. Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, it's one of my favorites, man. And that end, the end of it, to this, still gets me. It's so good. Uh, but she was in that. She was in Game of Thrones. She was Emma Peel of the Avengers back in the day. Um, just a cool chick, and I just hate that she's gone. Her, her Lady Tyrell, man, if you've ever watched Game of Thrones and you want to watch somebody do some scheming, go watch that. Mm-hmm. Man, that's some good stuff. Gosh. Indubitably, yes. You know, yeah. Just don't watch the last season, right, Clay? Just, no, man, just hold, don't talk about that. Just hold out for the book that's coming anytime now. Uh, right? Wait, wait. Am I right? Am I right? don't want to talk about it. Just stop. All right, all right. All right, so that's it, Clay, for that. Uh, news this week uh, turned out to be a pretty good uh, conversation, I believe, this week for us. Um, I do have us a couple of emails lined up. Are you ready for some emails? Why, yes. Okay, first up, we have an email from uh, Mr. Josh Powell. He says, uh, what's the most disturbing movie you've ever watched? <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. I was thinking the same thing. Probably... <laughs> Uh, Cannibal Holocaust got me good, and when I was a kid, um, The Exorcist used to get to me pretty good, too. Um, And then he also asked, what's the most disturbing sandwich you've ever ate? I don't think I've ever met a sandwich that I found or I found disturbing. Yeah, I never have had anything that I just, you know, that just turned my stomach or made me, you know scared of it or anything but uh when it comes to sandwiches i don't veer too far off the beaten path you know give me a good ham and cheese or something like that i'm good pastrami whatever. Right. so i can't think of one josh let me know what yours is though because obviously you've had a disturbing sandwich and we need to know what it is man Posted josh probably just had like a turkey sandwich from subway that just disagreed <laughs> with and made him poop a lot that's josh's answer guarantee it uh uh, there's yeah yeah I have nothing next up we've got one from Glenn uh, Glenn says hope you guys are well 
Saw those cute baby pics, Jason and Ella Kate fishing. Must have been fun camping. Uh, yeah, we had a pretty good time. Uh, it was hot, and then it rained all day uh, yesterday, like I said. But uh, the kiddos had a good time, which is all that matters. As long as the kids have fun, I can sit there and sweat all day and complain about it. But the kids were having fun. Uh, with the NFL starting back this week, which I'm not certain is a good idea. I agree. Uh, who are your guys? Who are you guys' pick to make and win the Super Bowl? He has the Titans beating. Well, don't really care as long as they win. Tighten up, baby. So, Clay, who you got? I think I've got Seattle and Kansas City. You got one. Oh, Kansas City's hard to pick against. Um, I don't even know who out of the NFC, honestly. I think Kansas City wins again. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't really care about football as much yeah, as baseball's I, getting ready to go to its end game. So it's gonna that's gonna cover all my time probably. But. You know, I think back and I tell people this all the time, just real quick. Um, I used to be the world's hugest sports fan, and I mean, you know, we played what hours on end of NFL 2K. Uh, I could tell you, I used to be able to tell you every Super Bowl winner from. Super Bowl one forward, blah, blah, blah. And it seems like I have just kind of moved away from being as big a sports fan. I still watch the Titans. Uh, but I, I don't know. There's just something NFL just doesn't do it for me like it used to. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. And I, I, I don't know about the NFC. I really don't. I don't even know who's that good. I'm going to say the Chiefs and the Washington Football League. Or football team, I'm sorry. That's who I'm going with. That's a good cool. pick, right? That's a good yeah. pick. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be wrong on that one. Uh, all right, that's it for emails, Clay. Um, real quick, uh, I am going to switch over to the Facebook page, and I'm going to find us a moment in geek history. Actually, uh -oh. I've got a moment uh -oh. for you. <clears throat> and this was actually from August 23rd, 2019. That was our first episode together. We have been doing this for over a year. There you go. That That is some geek history right there, definitely. How did we not even, like, talk about it that? It never come up. In, you know, it never comes up in my You technically been doing this thing. for well over a year because yeah. August 14th was yeah. the first day. And then me and you had our our first podcast together on the 23rd. Well, this, so, is, um, this is episode 54. I knew we no, were No, no, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, that's fine. I'm just saying, I, I, episode yeah. 54, I knew we were past the year mark, but I had, I, I haven't, I actually haven't honestly looked back to really lay down. I just knew that we had hit the year mark and so on and so forth. Here, Here's the description. This week, Jason welcomes his new co-host to the show, Clay Donson. From there, they dive into the latest X-Men event and discuss the huge Marvel-Sony Spider-Man breakup, as well as the surprise Matrix 4 announcement. Also, the groundwork is laid for Clay's Love Actually podcast, which we still haven't gone off the ground. <laughs> and then for the main event, the guys reviewed Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, fun. Oh, my, how times have changed in a year where we've steered this crazy thing. It's a dark into. world. A dark well, time for all of us. We don't have a main event, but we gained a question of the week and yes. uh, some geek moments in history. Yeah. Along with all the other random nonsense. But we still talk about X-Men almost every week. So we got uh, that going for us. God bless it. Uh, thank you, Jonathan Hickman. Thank you. 
Hard to believe, Clay. It's been a year. Wow. Uh, I do have some moments in geek history, though, Clay, if you'd like to hear a couple of them. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> if I had some music to come up while I said that, it'd be great. That's your cue, Clay. Oh! <laughs> moments in geek history. Oh, okay, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, on this day in 1987, Brave Star, the cartoon premiered. Did you ever watch Brave Star? Nope. Oh, it's so good. It's about I a space, love it, though. space cowboy. Uh, also on this day in 1981, the People's Court premiered. And on this day... There you go. On this day in 1985, uh, Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears premiered. Was you a Gummy Bears fan? Yeah, gummy bears. Wow, there's a lot of stuff happening this day, apparently. Uh, the Care Bears premiered on this day. Um, let's see. Oh, Mork and Mindy premiered on this date in 1978. No, 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 no. Yep. Uh, oh, oh, all right. This is for you and Glenn. Are you ready for this? Yeah. On this day in 1985, the Golden Girls premiered. <laughs> there you see? go. There it is. Always coming back. Thank you for being a friend. Down the road and back again. That's enough moments in geek history. And people hearing me sing. Clay, let's close this out with our science fiction and fantasy question of the week go ahead give it to me okay hard <laughs> that sounded bad and I, i'll take number I, six i'm opening up to where are we at okay here we go number six the television series red dwarf was based this is true or false by the way i'm sorry the television series Red Dwarf was based on the radio series called Dave Holland's Space Cadet. True or false, Clay? Uh, I don't know. I never watched Red Dwarf. I know of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you got it. True. You got it. Good answer, my friend. Good answer. Thank you. All right, Clay. Anything else before we get out of here this week that you'd like yeah. to mention? I want to advocate for something that's very important on my heart, and I, it's 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 me just being an advocate for pirates on Sea of Thieves. <laughs> so I have fallen into this dark hole, and it is so much fun, Jason. You really need to try to jump into this. Like they have added so much stuff to. It. I mean, there's no progression. I mean, you have progression that you get with the emissaries that you can turn in you know, gold and other things too. And you can buy cosmetic stuff with your gold, but it literally is just so much fun being with three other people on a galleon and you're fighting either, you know, regular, you know, Joe Schmoes or you're fighting against the computer. But last night we were running this mission against the computer and our boat sank. And so one of the guys went back to go, or your boat spawns usually a little bit away from where you, you know, you sank. And so he's trying to get back because we've got a rowboat. And me and Jesse and his wife, Shantae, we're sitting there just trying to get everything in this rowboat. 
while at the same time you have all these little ghost ships floating around. And I'm like, let's get over here to the shore. I climb up onto this island. I notice there are cannons. And I was like, oh, crap. And so I start firing the cannons, beat the boss, and there's all this loot out there. And I was like, heck yeah. Everybody's like yelling, hell yeah. And our guy on the boat's still trying to get to us. Well, guess what? There's two other players that saw it. They're like, oh, crap. We can take advantage of this. There's no boats around. So they go over there and start picking up our loot. I'm trying to fire off the cannons. I'm telling Jesse, you better hide the rowboat that has our other loot. And I fire off as many as I can, and it didn't sink them. And they took off. And then I went back to <coughs> our boat, which you can spawn back. I mean, it's been a while since you played it, but you can take mermaids that pop out of the water and you can go back to your boat. Fast travel. The thing is, we couldn't find Jesse. And Jesse's trying to tell us where to go. And the thing is, your name doesn't pop up when you're so far away. And then Jesse's like, oh, crap, there's a, that same ship with those two guys. But we finally track it down. Well, they finally get the, the rowboat. And so we spent almost an hour trying to chase this damn boat and could not catch up to it. And it was miserable. And thus, that's why I don't call it see your friends, Jason. Good see you, thieves. See you, thieves, yes. But I, dude, got to get back on there and play it. It is so much fun. They have done a great job. Well, listen, just, uh, I've made the commitment. I'm at level, I'm at tier 92 right now out of 100 on this season's Battle Pass and Warzone. Mm-hmm. I am, after this season, I'm stepping back from the Warzone. I'm taking a step back. I'm not going to quit playing it, mm. but I'm going to take a step back. Uh, and I'm actually going to dive into the Avengers game. It's my next thing. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to see what it's like. Uh, but I am taking a step back. I do want to mention real quick, um, I was looking at the Facebook page, and uh, Josh had posted, did you see this uh, Moss Isley Cantina? Uh, playset from Lego. Yes. 3,187 pieces, 21 minifigures. Uh, it looks ridiculous. I would like to get it, but I still have not put together my Razor Crest Lego set that I have right now. Uh, so I will probably never get it. It takes me so long to put together Legos because Ella Kate likes to work on them with me. And her attention spans about two seconds. I can get her to put like two. <laughs> I can get her to put like two bricks in, then she's done. She's like, uh, you know. So. Let's let's tell the whole picture here. In other words, you end up taking over because you're a diva at Legos, and she just gets left out in the cold while you're putting everything together. I'm neither going to confirm nor deny that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say uh, on that. And Clay, uh, that's a wrap for this week. So, as always, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there. And please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings for Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram. It's RFN, dot, or RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send in those emails with any questions or comments to RFN.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Clay, where can everybody find you on these social medias? I mean, if you really want to see my twitter account devoted to quiche recipes you can find me at sweet jj the number one letter s there there are some good quiche recipes on there yeah. I, will, I will i will advocate for that uh you can find me on twitter at jason76z and clay with that we are out 
seriously, man, on Xbox Live, when I get mad at people now, I just send them like the most friendliest, like friendliest messages. I tell them I hope that they get a paper cut between their toes instead of the stuff I used to say, which is I hope you get cancer and die. So yeah, things have changed.